Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. How universes might bubble up and collide. To understand how universes might inflate and bump into each other in the hypothetical multiverse, physicists are studying digital and physical analogs of the process by Charlie Wood. What lies beyond all we can see? The question may seem unanswerable. Nevertheless, some cosmologists have a response. Our universe is a swelling bubble. Outside it, more bubble universes exist, all immersed in an eternally expanding and energized sea, the multiverse. The idea is polarizing. Some physicists embrace the multiverse to explain why our bubble looks so special. Only certain bubbles can host life while others reject the theory for making no testable predictions, since it predicts all conceivable universes. But some researchers expect that they just haven't been clever enough to work out the precise consequences of the theory yet. Now, various teams are developing new ways to infer exactly how the multiverse bubbles and what happens when those bubble universes collide. Jonathan Braden says it's a long shot. He's a cosmologist at the University of Toronto who is involved in the effort. But he said, it's a search for evidence for something you thought you could never test. The multiverse hypothesis sprang from efforts to understand our own universe's birth. In the large-scale structure of the universe, theorists see signs of an explosive growth spurt during the cosmos' infancy. In the early 1980s, as physicists investigated how space might have started and stopped inflating, an unsettling picture emerged. The researchers realized that while space may have stopped inflating here, in our bubble universe, and there, in other bubbles, quantum efforts should continue to inflate most of space, an idea known as eternal inflation. The difference between bubble universes and their surroundings comes down to the energy of space itself. When space is as empty as possible, and can't possibly lose more energy, it exists in what physicists call a true vacuum state. Think of a ball lying on the floor. It can't fall any further. But systems can also have false vacuum states. Imagine a ball in a bowl on a table. 
the ball can roll around a bit while more or less staying put, but a large enough jolt will land it on the floor in the true vacuum. In the cosmological context, space can get similarly stuck in a false vacuum state. A speck of false vacuum will occasionally relax into true vacuum, likely through a random quantum event, and this true vacuum will balloon outward as a swelling bubble, feasting on the false vacuum's excess energy in a process called false vacuum decay. It's this process that may have started our cosmos with a bang. Hiranya Pires is a cosmologist at University College London, and Hiranya says a vacuum bubble could have been the first event in the history of our universe. But physicists struggle mightily to predict how vacuum bubbles behave. A bubble's future depends on countless minute details that add up. Bubbles also change rapidly. Their walls approach the speed of light as they fly outward and feature quantum mechanical randomness and waviness. Different assumptions about these processes give conflicting predictions, with no way to tell which ones might resemble reality. And as Jonathan Braden puts it, it's as though you've taken a lot of things that are just very hard for physicists to deal with and mushed them all together and said, go ahead and figure out what's going on. Since they can't prod actual vacuum bubbles in the multiverse, physicists have sought digital and physical analogs of them. One group recently coaxed vacuum bubble-like behavior out of a simple simulation. The researchers, including John Preskill, a prominent theoretical physicist at the California Institute of Technology, started with what his co-author Ashley Milstead calls the most baby version of this problem that you can think of. It's a line of about a thousand digital arrows that could point up or down. The place where a string of mainly up arrows met a string of largely down arrows marked the bubble wall, and by flipping arrows, the researchers could make bubble walls move and collide. In certain circumstances, this model perfectly mimics the behavior of more complicated systems in nature. The researchers hoped to use it to simulate false vacuum decay and bubble collisions. At first, the simple setup didn't act realistically, When bubble walls crashed together, they rebounded perfectly, with none of the expected intricate reverberations or outflows of particles in the form of flipped arrows rippling down the line. But after adding some mathematical flourishes, the team saw colliding walls that spewed out energetic particles, with more particles appearing as the collisions grew more violent. But the results, which appeared in a preprint in December, foreshadow a dead end in this problem for traditional computation. The researchers found that as the resulting particles mingle, they become entangled, entering a shared quantum state. Their state grows exponentially more complicated with each additional particle, choking simulations on even the mightiest supercomputers. And for that reason, the researchers say that further discoveries about bubble behavior might have to wait for mature quantum computers which are devices whose computational elements, or qubits, can handle quantum entanglement because they experience it firsthand. Meanwhile, the researchers hope to get nature to do the math for them. Michael Spinowski and Stephen Abel are physicists at Durham University in the United Kingdom, and they believe they can sidestep the tricky calculations by using an apparatus that plays by the same quantum rules as the vacuum does. Spinowski says, if you can encode your system on a device that's realized in nature, you don't have to calculate it. It becomes more of an experiment than a theoretical prediction. 
That device is known as a quantum annealer. It's a limited quantum computer, and it specializes in solving optimization problems by letting qubits seek out the lowest energy configuration available, a process not unlike false vacuum decay. Using a commercial quantum annealer called D-Wave, Abel and Spinowski programmed a string of about 200 qubits to emulate a quantum field with a higher and a lower energy state, analogous to a false vacuum and a true vacuum. They then let the system loose and watched how the former decayed into the latter, leading to the birth of a vacuum bubble. This experiment, which was described in a preprint last June, merely verified already known quantum effects, and it didn't reveal anything new about vacuum decay. But the researchers hope to eventually use D-Wave to tiptoe beyond current theoretical predictions. The third approach aims to leave computers behind and blow bubbles directly. Quantum bubbles that inflate at nearly light speed aren't easy to come by. But in 2014, physicists in Australia and New Zealand proposed a way to make some in the lab using an exotic state of matter known as Bose-Einstein condensate, or BEC. When cooled to nearly absolute zero, a thin cloud of gas can condense into a BEC, whose uncommon quantum mechanical properties include the ability to interfere with another BEC, much as two lasers can interfere. The group predicted that if two condensates interfere in just the right way, experimentalists should be able to capture direct images of bubbles forming in the condensate, ones that act similarly to the putative bubbles of the multiverse. Pyrrhus says, because it's an experiment, it contains by definition all the physics that nature wants to put in it, including quantum effects and classical effects. Pyrrhus leads a team of physicists studying how to steady the condensate blend against collapse from unrelated effects. After years of work, she and her colleagues are finally ready to set up a prototype experiment, and they hope to be blowing condensate bubbles in the next few years. If all goes well, they'll answer two questions, the rate at which bubbles form and how the inflation of one bubble changes the odds that another bubble will inflate nearby. Remember Jonathan Braden? Well, he contributed to the theoretical groundwork on this experiment, and he says these queries can't even be formulated with current mathematics. So that information will help cosmologists like Braden and Pyrrhus to calculate exactly how a whack from a neighboring bubble universe in the distant past might have set our cosmos quivering. One likely scar from such an encounter would be a circular cold spot in the sky, which Pyrrhus and others have searched for, but they haven't found it. But other details, such as whether the collision also produces gravitational waves, depend on unknown bubble specifics. But even if the multiverse is just a mirage, physics may still benefit from the bounty of tools being developed to uncover it. To understand the multiverse is to understand the physics of space, which is everywhere. Pyrrhus said, False vacuum decay seems like a ubiquitous feature of physics, and I personally don't believe pencil and paper theory calculations are going to get us there. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.